One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Called You Here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Called Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, more roundtable discussions like this one, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick. And, sir, we are gathered here. We are socially distanced here today, for now, at least. Now. To talk I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see that beaming face in real life. <laughs> well, we are here to talk about Daniel Bryan's WWE contract expiring. Big breaking news overnight about that, reported, uh, I believe, by, no crap. I'd feel so <laughs> Sean Ross sat at I thought you were pausing, not doing a bit. I should have known. I should have known you were doing a bit. Uh, yes. So his contract did not, he's not going to expire in September, as many people were, were bouncing around over the past few weeks. Hence why me and Hamlet did a podcast about this about two weeks ago. But it actually <laughs> expired uh, or was set to expire after his match with Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Before I get your reaction to this news in particular, uh, Sid, and where we go from here. Are your thoughts on the match where he was banished from SmackDown by Roman Reigns on Friday? <laughs> Ironically, considering we are recording this podcast about this subject, not, what, four days later? Whatever, I'm tired. It's my third podcast today. And I've read a bloody article as well, and I stayed up early to watch NXT. Um, like, I think it was just ruined by the stip because mm-hmm. WWE doesn't honour their stips and there was no drama to be extracted from a match for under that stipulation. They were cute with the stipulation, banished from SmackDown, even if that in itself means nothing, because I've been watching top WWE and WWF stars get fired since Mm -hmm. 1998 when that became a storyline driver. It just doesn't mean a goddamn thing. They cover their own backs before the gravity of the stipulation could, you know, materialize banished from SmackDown. All right, it's gonna be on roll then. They gave themselves an out and now it's a bad punishment that let's be honest. I I mean yeah, you know what? True. You know why? Because uh, Monday Night Raw is booked by Vince Russo and Friday Night SmackDown (laughs) booked by Bill Watts. Because that's uh, that's uh, give us a goddamn break. You know what? People are gonna realize this soon are going to be recognized as yeah SmackDown's 
so much better than Raw for so long because Daniel Bryan was a key part of it, and he's gonna it's gonna suck when he's gone. If in fact he is, who knows? Again, I loved the match at Fastlane. Just realized that dynamic perfectly of Daniel Bryan building the goddamn hell out of a goddamn match like the artist and the architect genius that he is by just gradually wearing down Roman Reigns, failing because Roman is so large and so powerful, and then getting the comeback, eking out the odd snap submission reversal, thus infuriating Reigns, who was vulnerable to getting the full brunt of the goddamn yes lock because he was exploding into the spears. Amazing. The triple threat at WrestleMania was one of the best WWE triple threat matches ever. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Loved it. I went four and three, I think, on it in the end. I just thought it was great. So much creativity. None of the bollocks where they um, sell for way longer than they would having taken a move identical to that in a singles match. They measured everything perfectly because Daniel Bryan's such a genius. Roman Reigns was such a great heel. It was really nice to see him get a heel reaction, not a contrarian one for once. He'd earned the hell out of that. I thought Edge was magnificent in that match, and I've cooled off on Edge considerably since his return. All of which is to stay at Willborn. The the match on SmackDown last week didn't out for us, really. I'm a massive Bryan mark. I've loved some of his work, even in a putrid WWE of 2021, and I don't know if it was the stip. I don't know if it just simply wasn't as good as the previous matches he's had with Roman this year. I don't know if it was just one too many in that WWE way that they always do, but it didn't really hit the heights of a big-time Brian match for me, and I did not believe the stipulation. Turns out I probably should have. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but like you say, I didn't have the same emotional investment as I did... Uh, Fastlane, or in particular, like you said, uh, WrestleMania, um, because there was only ever going to be one outcome there via shenanigans or otherwise. Um, but here we are. Uh, and I mean, he, he, credit to him, he did wrestle it like it was pretty much his last match in WWE. Um, we'll obviously circle back in a while and talk about the possibility of him obviously just re-signing with WWE. I mean, it's odd though. He probably will have done and it have been announced by the time this podcast comes out in an hour or two. But, oh, I mean, me and, me and Hamlet talked about this, as I said, a couple of weeks ago, but we were clutching at straws at best that he may end up elsewhere. But for you, as you mentioned, who's been a, a real a fan of Brian's for so long, you would be always the person I would go to in the office if I needed to, to bend the ear of someone and get some information on him. Where could he end up? Well, where will he end up? And, uh, yeah. It's the, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it, to use a footballing phrase? The possibilities are endless here, aren't they? Yeah, and it's the hope that's probably going to kill him. <laughs> he, he does have backstage influence. He has expressly said he wants to do things in WWE that he can't, and we'll probably get to that later. Um, It's just, I tweeted earlier that something along the lines of, I'm not saying that AEW, uh, that WWE is an evil cult, but all the discourse around Daniel Bryan perhaps leaving it is centered on, well, how fed pilled is he? <laughs> how much has he been sort of manipulated by that inner sanctum to believe that, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll work with CMLL. In opposite land. In opposite land. And then you're going to get stuck on bloody Raw 
for two years or however long you signed for. Um, the man is so close, so close. I just want to grab his hand and direct it onto the nearest plane to Jacksonville or Tokyo, Japan or Arena Mexico because the man is so goddamn close to the epiphany of, oh, everything I want to do, everything I've been saying I want to do in every single interview for the past however many years, I can only do that outside of WWE. Oh, hang on, my contract's just expired. Eh, I might just do it. His, if we're trying to connect some dots, Wilborn, about where he might end up, he's really wanted to do CMLL mm-hmm. uh, for the longest time. He's raved about Kenny Omega just last week. He loves Zack Sabre Jr. And he's such a nice bloke, Daniel Bryan. He's too nice for WWE. Just leave. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, if he does leave, though, there's nothing left for me there. Asuka, you know, she's getting buried. And I kind of need Daniel Bryan to, like, stick with it for professional purposes. But what I'm getting at is that he's so close to realizing the epiphany um, that what he wants to do, WWE is just constitutionally unwilling to let him do. And it's just a case of whether he can actually realize that or fall for it. Um, I think he'd work everywhere. And I think he'd command an absolutely ginormous fee working anywhere. And I think the places that he'd want to work would recognize that he wants to work everywhere and would facilitate him in doing so. If he went to AEW, for example, then Tony Khan, as he's done with Jericho, as he's done with Moxley, um, as he's doing with Omega, will let him work elsewhere because he's not dumb. He knows that the wrestling fans, who he wants to appease because he doesn't want to tell them to off like Vince McMahon's been doing for the past 10 years or whatever. Like he wants to keep his wrestlers happy. He wants to keep his fans happy. He knows that a great way of facilitating that happiness is to have your favorite wrestlers prop up everywhere and do amazing things and different things in other promotions. So if he was to go to AEW, Tony Khan would say, yes, if you want to do CMLL, um, feel free. I'll, I'll, I'll include it in your contract. And we're not working with them, but I won't stand in your way. I want to keep you happy. Um, he would allow him to work New Japan. Um, he could represent either side. Um, he could work Zack Sabre Jr., who he said, like, again, certainly back at that point, sorry, I trailed off. Um, Zach, Daniel Bryan was such an expert technical wrestler that the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Love this. Was named after him, right? And Zack Sabre Jr. has won it more than him, I think. Or he's yeah, getting, up right. there, getting up there. Um, and Daniel, Brian Danielson was like, yeah, fair enough. He's advanced it more than I did. I went to WWE and modified my style. And he's a better technical wrestler than I ever was. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. But Daniel Bryan's nice enough and humble enough to say, you know what, fair enough. So he could have that match with Zack Sabre Jr., to determine once and for all. He could have a rematch with Shingo Takagi. And if you look at the form that Shingo's in this year, that is absolutely mouth-watering. He's so goddamn skilled and versatile, Daniel Bryan, in everything he does. He can do comedy. He can do strong style. He can do the WWE big match style, which is really quite hard to get over, considering how many constraints are placed on a performer. He could work anyway. And I think that... The about Daniel Bryan is that he's a beloved presence he wouldn't have done WrestleMania 30 in the way that he did it if he wasn't a beloved presence. Everyone loves Daniel Bryan. There is, however, a creeping resentment of Daniel Bryan in some circles, not all, because he will say, oh, yeah, I'd love to do a WWE CMLL super show. Oh, I'd love to go and work. That Jungle Boy looks great. I'd love to go and work him. And everyone's thinking, you're either deluded or you're just listlessly saying things that people want to hear because you know deep down that these things are impossible. 
Um, he would get over anywhere and it's time for him. Basically, if he resigns with WWE, I will go up. He will be, I will demolish the embankment of the Mount Rushmore he's on of my personal four favorite wrestlers ever. If he resigns with WWE and says, yeah, yeah. Oh God, that Darby Allen looks great. I'd love to work him. No, well, you never will. <laughs> shut up. I don't want to tell Daniel Bryan to shut up. Um, but here's the thing. He said that on the eve of WrestleMania, I'm just trying to connect some dots with some scattered thoughts here. It's my third post- podcast of the day, so bear with me. He said various contradictory things over the last however many years when he's been doing the, the press rounds. He said on the eve of WrestleMania, no, I've lost my love for this. Like the, the parallels with him and John Moxley are so goddamn stark. I want him to have this epiphany because John Moxley was like, oh, I'm buzzed about coming back. And then he realized, oh, hang on, we'll come back to WWE. Don't want to do that. Daniel Bryan has been saying on the eve of WrestleMania, I felt nothing and I don't want to do this anymore. And yet that jars with reports from about a year ago. He was saying, oh, I love this. I mean, I want to be a dad. And that's another thing to consider, by the way. Mm-hmm. I want to be more of a dad than a wrestler as I grow into life. But I'll never stop doing this. I love it. I want to wrestle when I'm 70 years old. To so go from that to, oh, yeah, I hate this. <laughs> oh, I want to quit. I'm thinking, Daniel, maybe it's because you work for WWE. Mm-hmm. If you just went elsewhere, you'd probably realize on your own terms, you'd probably realize, oh, hang on, this is great. It's just better outside of the WWE system that I've grown to hate. And I just haven't really articulated that to myself yet. So he's gone from even WrestleMania, numb, felt nothing, don't want to do this. I want to wrestle till I'm 70 to, oh, I want to be a dad and total Bellas, total Divas, whatever the hell. I think it's Bellas. It's totally a work that they are going to maximize certain things on it for dramatic effect. But apparently his family life was disturbed by him doing the early WWE tapings of the pandemic and having to quarantine and that didn't sit well with his family. So maybe he just wants to go and be a dad and maybe he just wants to put the tie on, which I don't want to see Daniel Bryan in a freaking tie. It's like Austin in that segment in 1998. Mm. Um, basically, he's, he's either in a weird place where he has a lot of complex contradictory thoughts or he's full of bollocks. And I don't want Daniel Bryan to be full of bollocks. So I've got no real answer for you there, Wilborn other than a desperate Daniel Bryan mark bargaining with himself. Just uh, just as you were talking there, I thought, I'll just double-check that, that Bryan Danielson award thing. <laughs> I scrolled too far and was just glancing at it as you were talking there. <laughs> and it said, Hulk Hogan is a seven-time winner of this award. And I'm like, well, I've definitely got too far here. Was it most discussion, most disgusting promotional tactic or worst match? It's a most overrated. Uh, which, which has been won for the past one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years uh, by WWE uh, members. Uh, only broken that the streak that reaches back to 2006 in 2011 by Crimson from TNA. Uh, but he's won he's won the Brian Danielson Award, named after him, of course, nine times. Zack Sabre Jr. A mere seven. So, oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, that could be a that could be a hell of a feud. Oh my word! What those two working together, wherever that may be, would be mouthwatering, wouldn't it? I mean, I'd absolutely love it. I would absolutely love that match. They've done it before in England, but it's one of those where people are saying, "Oh yeah, they've done Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson before in PWG," and it was like it was a comedy match. If you put it in the context of an AEW main event, it would be absolutely incredible. Oh my god! Just the idea of putting Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson in my head has made me realise that Danielson's got the best goddamn V-trigger reversal ever. How he just slides into that heel hook. 
Oh my god! But instead, he could wear. Instead, instead, he could work on Raw. Come on, Brian. <laughs> Better than this. You're so close to getting it. John Moxley needs to blow up his phone. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Let's talk a little bit more about about what's next for him then, because, like you say, you sense if he was going to flat out retire they would have probably worked that into an angle. But that that is a possibility as well, alongside, of course, as you alluded to, and we have to talk about it um, before we get into the the jobs he may do within WWE, uh, about him just straight up re-signing with with WWE, as much as you and I would maybe love to see him uh, with the All Elite graphic. Indeed, indeed. They're not daft, WWE. pains me to say that because they so obviously are. But in certain respects... They're not, and it pisses me off that they can't translate the intelligence they have strategically in terms of the like rights fees it generates and how savvy they were to try and siphon AW's audiences, uh, audience and ratings with the, uh, uh, the Wednesday Night War. In another sort of broken clock moment, they realized, hang on, Daniel Bryan's incredibly intelligent, um, he's kind of made us rethink a lot of things about the way we operate creatively and in terms of our recruitment model. If you look at Daniel Bryan's success and the subsequent guys that they started to sign after the fact, they realized, hang on, we need more guys like Daniel Bryan in this company. They, you know, what's funny about this, right? Is that what well, they basically given more of a backstage creative influence. It was his idea to do Kofi Mania and it was originally his idea to work Mustafa Ali at um, WrestleMania 35, um, the Planet Champion was his decision to turn heel. He asked Vince McMahon, look, you've botched this as a baby face. I would like to turn heel because it's not clicking as it should be. They've installed him in some kind of creative backstage capacity. Daniel Bryan has kind of rubbished the extent to which he's on it. But he certainly, you know, even before he was sort of half formally announced as being on that, 
backstage creative team, he was already getting his stuff through like virtually no other wrestler. Yeah, I sincerely doubt Vince sat there and went, you know what I mean? We need some more Gabagulak on our TVs. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, and it's a great example of Bonks. I'd forgotten all about that one. He's at, he wants to elevate guys, he wants to create a future for pro wrestling, which indicates, by the way, that he still has a love for it on some level. Um, otherwise, he'd just be phoning in his yes routine and just going home. Um, that's funny about how everyone loves SmackDown these days. Everyone's just gaga over SmackDown. Well, I'm not, Doug. But you know how everyone loves SmackDown? I wrote an article about a year before Brian was in a creative position to make SmackDown as good as it apparently is. And it was called, This is the Man Who Can Save WWE. And it was all about how Daniel Bryan should join the creative team. So you can got me to thank for that, you mutants. <laughs> they are trying to get him in as a lifer. They are trying to get him in as a lifer because they recognize his talents. And it's all about the extent to which they've got their claws in. Um, because there's just so many more interesting things for him to do. And if there is this ember of love for pro wrestling that he that can only properly ignite with the epiphany that you'll experience when he's outside of it, like John Moxley and so many other names have had this experience. Um, unless that happens, WWE are legitimately smart enough to have got him in this position. But it was always so weird. I think Daniel Bryan's ambitions to, and he's such a good-natured bloke from all accounts, that I just think he's got a genuine hope in his heart that WWE could maybe change for the better and maybe this drove his decision to join the toadies in wwe's backstage management culture it's just i'd never could reconcile the image of daniel bryan in a suit in a meeting with vince mcmahon palling around and then daniel bryan the man and the wrestler i feel like maybe he take he took this rule on with the idea of being all right okay well it's not really in line with my values because he's not a WWE guy at all, but if it allows me to get into a position where I can elevate the guys like Gabagulak, Drew Gulak, and Gable and Otis who deserve it, then maybe it's not that bad a gig. Um, Just to go on a bit of a, bit of a tangent briefly here, because I, you know, I want to come back to, yeah, I sincerely doubt anyone on the writing team was writing a couple of weeks ago. I tell you what we need to do is take all this shine that you've got, Brian, and want you to give some of that to Cesaro rather than just saying, oh, you're a loser and I'm better than you, so I should have a title shot. Bollocks to you. I sincerely doubt that's the way things went. But I went back recently, uh, a while ago, and watched uh, that Chronicle, which I just, I mean, just really made me fall in love with with Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Um, I, I have to admit, I was relatively indifferent to him um, for, for a while. And then not just after that, but but it really opened my eyes that uh, and you could see in his eyes that he re-signed or, you know, he's contemplating re-signing and all the stuff, you know, once you know all the bigger picture there. But for those maybe a bit more unaware of it all, talk to me about Vince McMahon's weird mind control thing, because people will sit here and say, well, surely if he's got, you know, if he's Brian Danielson, he sees this bigger picture. He must look at it and go, because he's not, it's not for money. And even if it was, AEW can compete with WWE on that standing. Well, Vince McMahon does have this history, and I hear it talked about so much in, in wrestler interviews, whether it be immediately after they've left the company or, you know, even you know, years after the fact when they're legends just sort of re recapping stuff. But he does have this weird way of, as much as we can all sit here and go, well, why would you sign another two, three, four-year contract with a company where you can see, like you say, it's, it's so 
broken internally with, with Vince McMahon at the helm. But he does have this incredible talent for, 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 for I don't know, I don't know what the right word is to, to just sort of inceptioning wrestlers into staying in the company. It's a phenomenal point that you brought up there, Wilborn, because I'd forgotten all about this. Um, I think what was on the tip of your tongue there, it's called the Jedi mind trick. That's it. Thank you. Chris Jericho has called it the Jedi mind trick. And he discussed it with John Moxley. He's discussed it with several other guests on his uh, podcast. Um, wherein Vince McMahon, who spent a career working people in his guise as a pro wrestling promoter, has this just power, this inexplicable power to just convince people that things are good ideas when they appear to be terrible ideas. And he's the boss. They're not going to say no 99% of the time, but it's not even with an air of resignation that they go, fine, I'll do it. He can convince people to think, you know, this is a good idea. Let's go for it. This is the way to do things. Um, a lot of that is obviously informed. I know we take a, a rather dim view of Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. uh, to put it mildly, a lot of that is informed by the fact that once upon a time, this guy knew how to do it and he was the very best at it. And I think that must inform like the perception of him among the boys, the locker room, the talent, um, who are still going to have some respect for the man more so than we do, mm -hmm. um, probably because they are on Raw instead of watching it, um, which helps considerably. <laughs> yes. But he's just got this ability to manipulate people by all counts even in his advanced years he's incredible at it and yeah i'm sad now because any glimmering hope that i know brian get yourself daw and reverse that v trigger might not happen because vince is just an expert at making people think that is shinola uh, so I essentially don't think he's going to retire, but he's talked about, and I think it was in his words, unconventional WWE work. Uh, and whether that be, like you say, him wearing a hemp tie or something, I don't know. But that, does that seem the, arguably one of the most feasible things? Because I know when Andy mentioned it this morning, you know, we, we obviously briefly covered the fact that he could go to AW, New Japan or, you know, wherever. But Andy, in the end, resolved that uh, I still think he's just going to be in WWE. People are going to get all very excited about this. And in two, three weeks' time, it's going to be quietly announced that he's signed, whether it be for, you know, being a full-time wrestler. I sincerely doubt, as that doesn't seem to be the direction he's going in. But this unconventional WWE work, whether that be, like you say, oh, I'd love to go and work in New Japan occasionally. We should get Cesaro and Aries to go over there. Aries could be like Big Van Vader. That's one thing, but like you say, he would ob obviously. It's still an audience of one at the very top, so it doesn't really matter. But he would be an incredible cog in that machine for WWE to implement. Indeed, uh, my personal feelings on the matter is that Daniel Bryan will stay with will stay with WWE. It's just I don't know whether it's just too awesome a thought that I don't want to entertain because if you look at the. If you look out the window and look at the world, you can't have nice things. So I just don't want to entertain the notion. Um, uh, I I want to use an example here of how bollocks it is that the idea that he could do something unconventional in WWE is viable. It's a complete load of utter bollocks. If this is their hook to try and convince Daniel Bryant to stay, what Daniel Bryan needs to do right now 
is to remember what happened with FTR, formerly the Revival, and the promise that was made to them. If you cast your mind back to 2019, I think it was, when the Revival so pissed off at their lower card comedy embarrassing position on Raw that they didn't even wait to get changed before they said, like, can we just leave? You don't like us very much. You don't really like tag teams very much. Can we just leave? I We want to leave. You don't really want to book us. It does not make all the sense in the world for us to leave. WWE sensing, oh, there you go, that AEW thing, that's going to be a thing. Um, we can't have that. We can't give them any kind of advantage, whether we think the assets that they will use are assets to us or not. We just can't do that. They said, no. The Revival said, please. <laughs> WWE said, no. The Revival said, why? WWE said, well, God damn it. <laughs> she just waited. We've got a plan to make tag team wrestling a thing again. Look, we're simmering the- it down as we have done for the last 20 years, and then we're going to bring it back. Wrestling's all about Bill, guys. It's all about Bill. <laughs> we are right. Okay. We are taking the complaints on board. Stick with us, guys. Stick with us. And we promise, right? We've been dicking around with this tag team wrestling thing. And much like Pyro, the raw before the first dynamite, you complete pieces of trash. Just at the moment where we have to, oh, bloody hell, we'll do it. And you'll be a key part of this really focused tag team division going forward, right? Not only did it not happen when the Revival were actually still there because they were contractually bound to be, has it happened afterwards? Was there a true reasoned process where they thought, you know what, these guys are right. And whether they're along for the ride or not, they make salient points and we honour our promises. We honour our stipulations and we're going to bloody bring back tag team wrestling. Has it happened? Has it It hasn't happened. If they're entertaining Daniel Bryan with the notion of, yeah, 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 we'll change, we'll change. You know, they're not going to do these things that they say they are going to do to appease potentially outbound talent who might make the promotion that is competition to WWE that little bit more powerful, that little bit more buzzworthy, that little bit more stronger. Um, They are not... Look at the invasion. Look at the way that they treat literally everybody who gets signed to WWE. I'm thinking, who's the, who's the rule-proven exception? AJ Styles. There might be like one more who debuted directly on the air main roster. Mike Bennett. They have such a low value. I'd just like to point low... out that AJ Styles lost his first WrestleMania match. Indeed. They have such a low opinion of the wider wrestling world that literally anyone, regardless of their renown, I think maybe with Omega in the books when they tried to offer them a deal in 2018, they realized, hang on, they are a little bit too big and we'll give them like hand in their creative and in and out because we're so desperate because they knew what was happening. We're so desperate to get them that we'll give them loads more money than we would have anybody else and we'll give them an out. Other than the elite in theory, and AJ Styles, they have such a low opinion, Wilborn, of the wider wrestling world that virtually everyone who they sign is immediately dispatched to NXT to work. Well, they have to learn the playbook on NXT and then they'll get to Raw and SmackDown. If they have such a low value of even the biggest stars and the most entertaining acts to emerge from that circuit, why would they want to work with that circuit? Why? Why would they trust um, someone from... GCW, New Japan, ROH, to immediately go on Raw 
to work a program with Daniel Bryan to appease Daniel Bryan when they don't trust these people to go on Raw SmackDown in the first place. They have to go on NXT first. Everything I know about this company and its values and its arrogance just completely collides in a very ugly fashion with Daniel Bryan's hopes and dreams. Yeah, I think the perfect way of doing this maybe for him would be to go in and say, okay, you want to work with, with other promotions? Give me a pitch. If we could get Jacob Fatu in here, what would you do with him? Because that's exactly what you do. Like people sit here. I'm so incredible at getting Jacob Fatu over. Yeah. But in terms of WWE, if, you know, for all the, I mean, Phil and I have spoken happen. quite a few times, but if magically that happened, they had a, suddenly had a relationship with, with MLW and they could, you know, make that happen. He ain't going to be the person to come in and set Roman Reigns straight. No, he's... No, because he works for MLW. I mean, it's just... Daniel Bryan's dreaming if he thinks any of these things can happen. They would have happened before. And there's this idea that got circulated in the newsletter, the Wrestling Observer, which we should make mention of, um, that WWE apparently doesn't like its isolationist perception that people think it's this closed shop and it stamps on the dreams of people. Um, but this is happening in parallel with Daniel Bryan going, yeah, we should collaborate, we should. Every year we're born. And again, it's just like the FTR point. History repeats itself all the time. Every year you'll read a report when Raw does a couple of bad ratings on the bounce, which hasn't happened this year for some inexplicable reason by modern standards. Every year when there's a few even worse than usual Raws and the ratings are bad, reports will circulate. Yeah, 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 we're not going to do we're not going to do scripted promos anymore. The guys who've earned the trust, we're going to let them loose a little bit. And, and the dialogue's still next week, the mm. week after, and the week after that. They will say things like toddlers saying sorry because Vince McMahon is a 75-year-old toddler. So finally, what's your dream scenario, if anything is possible here? Where, where would you like to see Daniel Bryan end up and what would you like to see him doing? Daniel Bryan main events in AEW pay-per-view in a 30-minute, 35-minute match with Kenny Omega in which he um, ducks under the V-trigger, reverses it into a heel hook, and eventually he's too slow, he's worn down. Kenny Omega blasts him in the head with multiple V-triggers, the power of which is informed by the fact that we know what happened to Daniel Bryan's head not too long ago. An incredible masterpiece of danger worked and perhaps otherwise suspense craft i just want daniel bryant to go to AEW. we can dream. and new japan and because i bloody like him he can go to cmll well we can dream and we will keep you posted on all developments what cook dressing on youtube for all the latest on this of course um, but Lou, let us know your thoughts. Now Daniel Bryan's WWE contract has expired. The world is his oyster. At What Culture WWE Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... Third podcast of the day. Sorry for circling, circling so many points. At M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts and all the latest on this developing situation. But for now, this is where we can get the table. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.